And we're back. We're here. Week, still, week, still here. Week, week three, episode four. Well, do the maths. I think it, we we joked last week that uh, if 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 you could be cancelled on a podcast, we'd be cancelled. And I think definitely after last week, <laughs> we we probably needed to be cancelled. So um, I I think you guys may have seen the blunder to some degree, but also you got a double episode, so I don't know, we probably don't need to apologise too much, yeah. so you got you got two episodes. Long weekend so. for half the country, so... They're free anyway, so, you know, cop it, there Done. you go. Done. Two, two free episodes, but we are still going, um, and we are the, the number one AFL podcast with cam girls. We're, we're How the, exciting is that? We're the number one. So uh, just, who is Cam Girls? Or so, what is Cam Girls? So <laughs> sounds wrong to, to a degree. So Cam Girls are um, ladies that um, perform uh, online for money or or basement dwelling people. Okay. So um, it's just just as a side note, I haven't actually told um, Smitty this. So this is Michael. And this is Trent. That's it. That's each other's voices. And basically what we do is we talk rubbish about football and cam girls. Just, <laughs> just very, very briefly because guess what? Deep dive. So when you're starting a, a business or, or a podcast, you, you need to not just Google it. You need to also Urban Dictionary it as well. Because I've discovered that <laughs> to deep dive is to perform fellatio at... With with a level of exuberance, Fantastic. is is one way of, of describing it. So and, we're on, and we're on, and we're at number one. We're at number one with, with that with that demographic. With that demographic, they love us because I think a lot of the the, the Russian bots uh, are quite all over the the name. I think specifically, not so much the AFL, <laughs> more so more so the deep diving. So speaking of cam girls as well, just briefly too, I don't know whether you saw, um, got into a little bit of a spat with uh, Ricky Nixon as well. So that just reminded me then as well, just in relation Ricky to cam Nixon. girls. Ricky a, Nixon a on, name late, late on um, Saturday night, I saw he was slagging off um, Narrowly Meadows and um, yeah, he's, he's, a, yeah, he's a, just a disgusting unit, isn't he? But um, anyway, we'll, we'll put him aside. He's um, he's doing his own thing on Facebook. So hopefully, if really? we can get more, if we can get more, yeah, he's doing his own show on Facebook. So if we can get Fantastic. more, more. So tell everyone you know about about <laughs> AFL Deep Dive because I, I would love to to let him know that that two guys with absolutely no background in football or anything uh, are getting more attention than this guy. That would be really really good. And we could I could retire on that. I'd be happy to hang my hat on that. Yeah. So, we're back, and we got through all eighteen teams. So I think we we did really well, um, given <laughs> given the circumstances. We did eight, and then we did ten. Um, we got through them all, and and yeah, so we, we were pretty happy with with that. Um, thanks so much to everyone that's that's listened so far. We, we really appreciate it. And it seems like there's people listening, so that's that's really exciting and good. And yeah. um, we will endeavour to keep it shorter moving forward but there's no promises no we, We're for, those diving, who, no. Yeah, for those of you have have listened to all three we do tend to go on tangents from time to time a little bit little bit little small bit. amounts and but look as, as as we said in episode one this is a couple of guys we're just going to talk about football the way we would if there yeah. wasn't a mic in front of us um, and you'll see that come through especially when the uh, season proper starts in a couple of weeks from now that's it and it's all about the game here so if, the, if this is the first time you're listening um you know we'll cover some of the drama here and there but the, the vast majority of things we want to cover is um just about football so let's get straight into it 
been a lot of injuries. So that's the first thing we, injuries we, we, we really got to look through. So the, the bulk of this episode, we're going to go through um, each other's ladders. So we'll do a really brief recap on, on where people finished in 2017. But um, we've, we've gone away separately and um, we've done a, a 2018 ladder. So we're gonna we're gonna go through that, and then we'll give sort of a pick for the Brownlow, the Norm, yeah, sort of Coleman, the MVP, stuff that yeah, get. just just to throw it out the there. Nahas award, the Nahas, who gets the Nahas, you know, who gets the Colin Sylvia award, stuff stuff like that. We just want to see sort of you know who you know who blows higher on 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 the drink driving you know sticks because you know, like, we're we're at the uh, the forefront of such things. Uh, for those of you who listened to episode two or might have been episode three, <laughs> we're not sure. One um, of them. My good self, Kurt Ticket, Tibbet. Tibbet. Well, Swannies might bring him back out of retirement. Yeah, so old mate, this is the thing. So we might be two guys, two, two drinks. Bozos. But we're two heads. But the, the reality is, like, he, he got it. That was, I'm happy, I was happy with that. I'm happy for you there. That was good. Yeah, we do, do, I, we do, do a little bit of research. Well, there is some old research in this. This is, um, there is something in it. So just, just to cover off the injuries, just to start off, and then we'll get into the ladders and the predictions. And then, and then next week is finally round one. Footy. Next that. week we're going to preview round one, and then from week on we'll go right through, um, right through into the trade period as well. Yeah. So just to get it out of the way, we'll do a bit of a speed round. Um, I don't really think, to be honest, there's too much news. Um, JLT. I mean, look, there's a few interesting things, but it's so hard to read into these practice games. Um, I, I really don't think we can take too much out of it. The main thing that comes out of it for me is the injuries, because there's a few, mm. a few people that have, that have been injured through the tournament or injured at training in and around it. Um, so the big news that broke yesterday Going. from from Tom Brown's toilet was um, <laughs> Dyson Goldsack's ACL. Yeah, massive blow so he, for he's, he's, eyes. He's done his sack. <laughs> <laughs> he's done his ACL. ACL. ACL we'll sack so joke. Not, so he, <laughs> yeah, look, dis- not, very, ideal, not ideal. News, disappointing. Yeah. Um, probably one of the, the few players out of the pies, if you're not a Collingwood supporter, that is <laughs> liked by other Supporters, he's a yeah. It's a good point. Yeah, likable fella. I, I'm pretty disappointed to see he's not going to be there. But um, but underrated player too. Yeah. Like everyone's like, oh, the good bloke award, good bloke, good bloke. Yeah, but he good can bloke. play. But he absolutely can play. Absolutely. That's the thing. He's he's a seriously underrated player. Um, that I think, especially for a, for a developing side like Collingwood. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard, and we did um, we did the Collingwood preview in episode two, and neither of us had them in the eight. Um, and an I, I think. One, wasn't it? Oh, God knows. Actually, no, yeah, you're right. Sorry, Collingwood feels like a hundred years, years ago. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, it was in episode one. But Collingwood, I mean, they um, neither of us have got them in the eight. And I, I, I mean, I, I yeah, I, I reckon t- you had them at tenth, didn't you? Along with twenty other clubs. Yeah. We, so we, we we divided the teams into you, you either finish tenth or win really the high. flag or the spoon. <laughs> so you're going to find in the ladder soon. There's going to be there's, two or three teams at tenth. So. Yeah. There's the top three. The wooden spoon, and then everyone else is, and is, is tenth. Yeah, middle of the run. So no, but to straighten up, I mean, like, I think I think Goldsack, um, I think he's a seriously good player, and taking a quality defender yeah. out of that side so, is going to, which is that's, already that's not good at even, all. Even the who's going to replace him? Whose quality comes Dugowie in when he comes back? Well, or, yeah, if his dog doesn't. I heard on SEN like, someone mentioned Keltuvi. That could oh, be, yeah. but whether he's got the rebounding. Defensive now that Goldsack has done. Yeah. I don't know, but look, it's hard to look, know. Yeah, I mean, it's, but it's, it does. It gives. Oh, hang on, Chris Main gives it an opportunity, maybe. Oh, oh, mate, Frio. Yeah, That's, that is actually not a bad idea. 
They are paying him about $600,000. But it's probably the type of player that Collingwood could ill afford to lose, given that the defence is probably their biggest weakness. That's not a joke. They are actually paying him that much money. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's true. So yeah, I think I actually we did our ladders. Um, well, I did mine only a couple of days ago, and actually made me put Collingwood slightly lower with that injury. So um, I reviewed it last night. So the other thing too is Dangerfield's hamstring. Um, so this this is a weird one. Um, he's apparently never done a hamstring before. That's which, what he was saying. Yeah, it's so, interesting. I mean, I think how, how old is he now? Like twenty six. Well, he's older than that. He's got to be older. Twenty six. When he was traded, he was twenty seven ish. Um, anyway, but it's it, regardless it's of that though, he, he, he takes care of his body. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah, so he's he's never done one before. But um, the cats are saying a week. But look, long season. I mean, you don't Let's, you wouldn't want to okay. bring him in unless you think he's going to be back by. He'd be back definitely. You would think he's back by Easter Monday. He's going to be back by that game. But yeah, yeah, and it wouldn't matter if he rolled an ankle. He'd still rock up for that Hawthorne game. Yeah, for sure. That's it. Well, they can put him up forward like forward. he did last yeah, year exactly. when he did injure himself and he kicked 5-3 yeah, so or something. Yeah, so I'd be surprised if <clears throat> if he doesn't make round one. But look, they can be as cautious as they want. The, the thing is for Jong is if it's an unknown injury and they won't know until the scans come through, um, him and Ablett not yeah. around potentially. Well, that's it. Two, two of them no, potentially not not playing is um, which I, I think then they become quite susceptible yeah. to a lot of a lot of other teams. Yeah, absolutely. Pulls them back a lot, but the, anyway, we'll talk about that. later. I'm still going to back them in. I'm still I've still got them really high in the ladder. Um, but yeah, look, I think yeah, it's interesting news there with with Dangerfield, and then the other one too, which was um, really disappointing for him was Gleeson at Essendon, who's a really quality young defender. Yeah. He's broken his foot and he's done a serious break. Right. So he's going to be at minimum for 12 weeks, they're saying. And that's and that's just to get so back. So post we the all buy, know, I don't know too many players that have come back and then been able to get back to the, where they were after a, a foot break. It usually takes a lot longer to yeah. get back into the swing of things. Um, obviously, walking and, and then having to run and be able to kick and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it, it, so it, it, he might not be... Back in that top, tw- in that twenty-two yeah, until know, just it? before finals, yeah. or even they might see him through it yeah. even till next year. Who who knows? But uh, yeah, big, another another big blow to to an up and coming defender for for a team that I think a lot of, in a lot of people's minds are going to be right, uh, up, right there, up there yeah. again. This, uh, the good right news up. for him though, firstly, Fairson and for him, firstly for him, he's young, so it's not like he's done it at a, at an older age. Yep. He's young, um, you know, he, he should be able to recover from. From issues like that, a bit better than somebody a bit older. But that said, like it's it's, it's obviously not ideal. But Essendon have got a fair bit of depth. Um, the talk today seemed to be about Kyle Hooker going back and um, Hooker, well, that's it. Hooker and Hurley down there would would still be pretty handy. So it's yeah, not ideal. Got, they they can cover. They've got they can cover their losses. They've got a, a, a deep deep yeah. list. So. That's it. Yeah, so that's 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 probably the so big three, the the big three ones from the, from the last week. A few week. others, but in terms of very recent that we didn't discuss last week, they're the three that have happened this week. Yeah. Unless unless something really specific happened in the last half an hour or so, um, I haven't seen anything else. But yeah, yeah. And we're not going to go into any of the other implications that happen from um, the fine. It, it it doesn't impact the game like you know in a way that we want to talk about. Um, a couple of, a few players got fined for 
uh, being dickheads, yeah, basically. I, I don't think that's... So who cares? Um, they're, they're not rubbed out. They're, no, yeah. they're, It's not a big impact. I mean, even if the, it's not it was a small injury, that though. if it less, less it's a key player, big-name player that gets a small injury like the Dangerfield, um, we're basically not going to talk about it because it's part of football. It just yeah, happens. Yeah, but so if, if it's something that affects their structure, if it's something that affects a whole range of things, then I think we need yeah, to discuss absolutely. it because it affects the game, and that's what we're about. So. Yeah. We're going to move now into... So we're going to bundle this together. So we're going to spend a bit of time now talking about the wildcard story that's come up over the last little bit. So we've had two things on our agenda for three weeks now. So we've had the mid-season trade and the wildcard wild situation. Yep. So we keep bumping it because we just physically haven't had time to talk about it, especially when we're doing the team previews as well. But so, the, so firstly into the wild card. So basically what the AFL is putting forward, and the reason we wanted to discuss it now was, well, firstly, next week's the season, so we're not going to get time. But then the other thing as well is that um, it seems that it, it's really coming to a head. Look, personally, I don't think either the, the mid-season trade or the wild card are going to get up for this year. I don't either. And I, I don't think hope, so. Apparently there is still... Well, apparently this sounds crazy. So my ears perked up in the off-season. In one of the AFL official AFL draft podcasts, they had McLaughlin on. And he was asked... And I'm surprised nobody picked this up and covered it. It was actually one of the things that again made me think, no, well, we should do the podcast because that's exactly something that we would discuss. And I just didn't see it discussed much at all. Was He was asked, oh, what do you think about a mid-season trade? McLaughlin, and he said, oh, yeah, well, I think it's great. I think it's one of the things that game really needs, blah, blah, blah. Like, he was clearly very pro for it. And and he was asked, oh, do you think it's a chance to get up this year? And I think the journalist that was asking him just sort of threw it out there mm. and was surprised to get a response of, yeah, maybe. Yeah, Which sort of made me huge. think, hang on, what? What did he say? What did like, he say, like, yeah. What? So he could get up this year? Wow. Like, I, I thought, I think that's something that I think they would introduce... Within the next few years, and look, look, let's let's be clear: the mid-season trade is going to happen. That's I, 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 I would be very I'd be surprised if it doesn't happen because something big's going to have to happen to stop that to ha- happening. Exactly right, and hugely professional sport now. There's, I can't think of a major sports code that doesn't have that it, doesn't yeah. have it, and um, it makes sense uh, halfway through a season where. The, the teams start to break away from who's going to play finals or potentially play finals yeah. and those who are probably a bit too far back. I mean, our, obviously our game's a little bit more unique than others. Yeah. The way it's structured, we're not in conferences and stuff no, like no, that no, and yeah. whatnot. So it, it's probably not as apparent, but uh, key injury and, and things like this or, or player and club dissatisfaction with one another. Yeah. I just think it makes a lot of sense yeah. for... Clubs and team and players alike to be able to have that flexibility. Well, and it that's makes, the thing, yeah. And it makes sense. I think. Look, look. The way to, the way to look at it for me is that look, look look at it from this side. The players want it. The PA wants it. The yeah. AFLPA and then AFLHQ want it. So the three major parties in it want it. In terms of the fans, the other fourth party in this, look. You know, I don't think it really affects broad, broad broadcasters. Definitely want it because it's more things that they can cover. Talk about so trade radio, all that stuff. That's all this Fox other content. Wants it. Fox, any of that. So that's all this extra content that they can generate because it's movement. It works. You know, and then in big sports, that's a lot of content that they can talk about. So, so that's they want it. Can I just clear uh, just because we're talking about no, media? No, no, yeah. We don't want it, so we stay on air. We get to stay on air regardless. Well, that's we'll, the thing we we'll, we'll talk about it, something so. else otherwise. 
Well, that, that's exactly it. But in but in terms though, but in terms of, of of fans, you hear fans like I've spoken to a bunch of people about it, and in one way they say like most most traditional fans say no 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 keep it the way it is, stop changing it, stop doing that. They give the whole you know mm. AFLs of you know a Nazi organization that's always you know trying to do all this different stuff. But you know all this AFL sort of conspiracy theory type stuff. <laughs> but then simultaneously, like so, I'll say to them, I'll say. No, 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 So, So look at it like this, right? Let's say you go for West Coast, right? Last year when they had, you know, all these other players and they were sort of trying to make a bit of a push, right? And Nick Nat goes down. Nick Nat's out. That's it. You're leading into a mid-season trade. Are you trying to tell me that if you had the option to trade one of the, your mids or backs that you've got a lot of to get, or even one of your forwards... Yeah. To get a ruck, ruck that, say, a North, as an example, who's trying to get rid of a Goldstein, Goldstein. type of, uh, you know, contract. Are you meaning to tell me that if you could get someone in like that mid-year... Win a flag. And that's someone that could, well, certainly get you pretty close, close to, to it. it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Are you meaning to tell me that you would say, no, you would just go, no, 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 I'm not interested, no, no, no. If you, if you if you offer me, you know, something that could, you know, finish building my house, no, no, I'm not keen on it. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, you hear people saying, and then they go, oh, hang on. And then you explain it to them like that. And then they go, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that could be pretty good. But the thing is, people only want it one way. Because they say, oh, well, but, what, but if we open up the doors, then what if, uh, what you know, this guy was a St. Kilda supporter I was talking to. He was like, well, what if this guy walks out? And I was like, but it's got to work both ways. Both That's ways. the game. Yeah. And, and, we, like, and we thought that was, everyone thought that, that might have been yeah, the biggest thing free agency. Exactly, and it didn't. Yeah. It hasn't. It's actually worked. To, it's actually balancing out the competition as it was meant to. Yeah. And I think that actually will stop teams ultimately from tanking. And that's the other thing too. I mean, so it this actually is, gives an incentive for teams, teams to, keep to keep winning pushing and keep winning because they they've think got an they option need, to yeah, get somebody, somebody in. in exactly or restructure or or do whatever. I mean, for those who watch the NBA, a prime example, and we will refer to NBA about some of the things we talk about during the year because we both love it. Um, but teams can literally. The Cavs are a prime example. They literally just yeah. kept LeBron and two other players and then they, built, they rebuilt, built, rebuilt it because they knew that they couldn't get where they wanted to with the list that they had. Well, you can rebuild on the run and I'm not so su- much faster. And I'm not suggesting we do that at AFL level, but there should be that option. But like, at least give some level to be able to do it. Like, Absolutely. Like, that's, I'm not saying... And I don't want the AFL to rush a, it. No, exactly. Two years. Yeah, they need a, to think about how to do it, how to structure it, Yeah. Um, learn from... The, the European soccer club. What clubs, works, what American, doesn't work, all American that sort of stuff. NBA, American football. Or soccer as Soccer, well. yeah, all the European but clubs. But look, both of us are in favour of it to a degree. So I think there's got to be, like if you, and this is where that kind of loan system that got floated the other week came up, which I don't think is necessarily the solution either. So there was a, you know, the whole loan system that they have um, in soccer, there was a, a story that came out that there was talk that they were going to, you know, look at something like that for the AFL. I don't think that's necessarily the answer either. But I think, look, if you injuries are part of the game, and we get a lot of injuries in AFL. It's a three hundred and sixty degree game. It's a rough game. It's a contact sport. Stuff can happen. You can do so many different injuries in so many different ways yep. because there's so many different ways you can get injured in our game. People, there's so many different things can go wrong. You know, I, I just think that if you've got the ability to add another pillar to give you, you know, that chance to be able to move forward, 
it solves so many different things, like a tanking, like a whole range of you know other things around the game, and it helps the team push and think. Hang on, we've lost this guy. Like Sydney right now would love that. Let's say they so they would look at it and think, let's just try to win between now and the buy when you know I assume the mid-season trade would be. Um, that's what they would do. Yeah. So let's say they think let's just try to win. Not that they would obviously tank or anything. We'll obviously win as much as we can. But if we can win six or seven games out of out of the first bunch win a bit over, you know, let's say they try to win 60, you know, they aim for 60, 70%. If they can pick up a quality Ruckman... Or even a half, Ruckman, half Ruckman season, that can't, who's dominating wow. in, in a state league, can't get into the whole a thing. club, absolutely. It changes the whole game. And I don't think, I really don't think it's a bad thing. I think people are scared of new things. I think they're scared of us adopting too many American things. But I, look, to be honest, this is not an American thing. Like, you hear people saying, oh, this is just us trying to... You know, take on another thing from American sport. This has been going on soccer for years. Like, this is yeah. a European thing, well before it was in the NBA. And, and someone might know if you know the answer, but I, doesn't the NRL do something mid year? I'm not sure. Well, Neither of us follow NRL properly. I actually yeah. don't. And I, but I've, I've constantly. I don't I'm think pretty so. Sure, or, or, There's or been they, talk about it. I don't think they have it. But yeah, I'm not anyway, sure. we'll look into it. But Tell us not, what they do. But if, it's not. Yeah, it, it's not. It's a that's professional. Not necessarily it's a professional. It's a We've professional got to have something that thing. suits our sport exactly. Yeah. And I think they need to just draw on what these other um, pro sports do do yeah. that works for them yeah. um, and, and, and come back and have an open discussion with the um, AFLPA and with the coaching. Um, I think they're trying to. to. They're just, just a big get roundtable right. conversation yeah. about what the... And, and yes, maybe have uh, people from each of the... Um, support so there's a voice for the yeah. supporters as well I, I don't know it's got to be an open conversation with everyone involved I, I, yeah. I can't see I don't I don't like the idea of just the uh, broadcasters and the AFL co you know we're doing it because it's going to be better for the game well they're going to have bring to in consult more money. the players they're yeah. going to have to consult everyone yeah. um, all the stakeholders not obviously not every single supporter out there but no, at but least the president I'm sure each um club uh, supporter group has a president or someone who runs everything for them so even if it was just one of them and, and they could do a survey of supporters whatever there's a few ways you could you could hold it back like even if you to a degree tried it early on and then maybe you limited like the trade like the not the trade sorry the um, salary cap that you could move like yeah. maybe they limit for mid-season. Yeah. Like let's say or for you example, give up, or like you give a up a draft pick. can't move. Or like, you give up a draft pick in the he next He has draft. to play at the end. I, I don't know. There's a few different ways. You, exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's a few Some different things. ways you could do it. But I think personally, I think it's good. But I think they 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 do have to get it right. Now, I think we were going to talk about that second, but we'll talk about the wild card. In terms of the wild card, for me, I was just saying, I was saying on Twitter earlier. I mean, I think the the, the wild card scenario. Look, I can see two sides of it. First side is that I think. The, the AFL is absolutely loving what's happened over the last two years. So a Dogs and a Richmond have won a flag after long droughts. And the AFL desperately wants St Kilda, Melbourne, and then as well, you know, they want... Fremantle. Fremantle as well. I was just about to say, some of their expansion teams to start winning flags, especially somebody like a Freo. Um, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of teams that haven't won a flag for a while. They, w- they would love something like that to come in and North to have some sort of success. You know, Carlton, some of these teams that have been down the bottom for a while. Um, but, you know, the big the big ones for me are St Kilda and Melbourne. Yeah, the long, older, older long Victorian time. clubs. And then they, you know, especially St Kilda. Kilda well, Melbourne as well. But I mean, well, Melbourne, Melbourne just to be successful, play finals regularly would be a start. But yeah. St Kilda have had... Pretty heartbreaking some, on, over that. In the last 20 years, 09, they've probably had four seasons, years so. of some fabulous... 
stars start the team and teams and just um, yeah haven't got it got over the line but i think i think look the afl looked at it so look the dogs right they made about two and a half three million bucks out of that flag which was is massive for a club richmond won you know after winning that flag they made like something like five and a half million bucks it was like five six million dollars like it was an enormous amount of money so there was an article that came out in the paper the other day about St Kilda, who were... I was going to mention this off the top, but I thought, we'll, we'll, we'll just throw it into here because it relates to it. But apparently St Kilda are nearly $10 million in debt. Wow. So if, if, if they, I don't know whether you... Did you see this? No, I missed that one. But so it was on, it was on super footy during the week. It was only in the last few days. So I don't, I don't, again, I don't know how substantiated that is, but obviously they're in serious debt if that's what's being so, quoted. So if they're that far in debt and they haven't even finished doing the refurb at... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where are they finding that money from? That's that's outstanding. Have they gone AFL back to coffers? Oh, AFL coffers. Or have they gone back to their old mates down in St Kilda? Way? I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they got a couple of cam girls maybe. down there making some some coin maybe, for maybe, the club. Maybe old mate Plugger's greyhounds are making a mint. And he's just <laughs> down up in, up, in, up in barrel, <laughs> barrel. But yeah, but yeah, that's true. But even even if they win five million in debt. Oh. But so, the, but this is this yes, is this point. is where I'm leading. Is that if they win the flag, that's half this cooked debt yeah, gone. gone. Yeah. And if they win a flag and are right up there again the following year, people buy memberships after a flag. Oh, yeah. what, I want to see it again. You know, I missed that last one. So Richmond are already up to what are they up to? Eighty five thousand members, or something, something lud- like ludicrous. And I, like, and I wouldn't be surprised if they could wipe say- it in two two or three years. They could wipe that debt. They could seriously turn yeah. that money around. And it's it's not unforeseeable for a team like St Kilda who haven't had to drop right out to no. rebuild. And but I think there's their supporters are starting to feel what Richmond supporters have felt for thirty years. Yeah. Because there has been that anguish. They've got so close, so close, so, so close. many times. Worse than Kilda though, because um, I'd, I'd rather go for Richmond, like just getting pounded and, every week. And without anything, and this is not not bagging the club at all. I've I've, I've loved watching the the Saints um, play as a team for for the best part of twenty years, and for lots of different reasons. But I I'd love to see them win a flag and. But yeah, as Trent was but, saying, to, yeah. to, to win a flag means more than just. It's, it, we talked about this last you. week with the dogs, which it sets up generations of kids going for that team. And that is worth so much money. So, Richmond, or dogs even more so, because Richmond have a huge fan base, but dogs, that, that's three million bucks cash, fantastic. But then, how do you put a dollar amount to the amount of kids in the West? Yeah, my my um, sister in law lives in the west, and and you know there's just there's so much hype even through twenty um, seventeen when the dogs weren't quite as good. There was so many every kid has got well, dogs. It, it was yeah. enormous. It just completely the all the suburbs in the west just look completely different, and it does make it's a massive. How do you put a dollar factor on that? So just going back to the to the to the lead point, which is around the the wild card, I can absolutely understand why the AFL would want to introduce something like this. Because they think, if we introduce a wildcard situation, so for, for people that haven't been following the story, the notion, so right now, uh, as you know, we've got 18 teams and only eight teams make the finals. Now, there was a period of time where we had 16 teams and eight teams make the finals. Now, there, there was talk that they would include nine teams, so it would be half of the ladder, so nine of 18, but then there's also been this kind of talk of, oh, well, why don't we include a wildcard situation that can also simultaneously, in the AFL's mind, and I don't think this is necessarily wrong, it may, may do this, to try to uh, conquer tanking in the back end of the year too. 
So the, the notion is that what would happen is there'd be a top eight that would just fall into the finals normally, right? And then ninth and tenth would play each other in, in a wildcard situation. So whoever wins that game goes into the finals in, in a round-robin type situation. There was also proposed the, 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 the 9, 10, 11, and 12 would go into like a round-robin wildcard scenario and play off for a wildcard. And whoever wins in that little kind of thing ends up then getting the wildcard. You know, so there's all these kind of different versions of how it would work. I yeah look I get what do we why, think? I I get why the AFL at, we at both least, get why at least yeah. looking into it I think it changes the whole um, landscape of AFL though to bring in wild cards if and if you know any other competitions that do do wild cards and have had wild card competition it, it, again it's conferences it's based around conferences yeah um and and I'm not saying that in Years to come, that that's not something the AFL may need to look at, especially if you get a third team in Western Australia, a third team in South Australia, yeah, a I think team if we, if we in Tassie, to and stuff like that. If we get over that, well, then... Tassie and a WA team would be the next to me, the next thing. Yeah, they got one more. To, I mean, there's obviously we can. That's, but that's as not, it's, another whole discussion. If, as but... it looks right now, it would. It, there would be too many implications, negative implications yeah, on the structure. Okay, so it would be a top. It have to be a top seven. For the finals, and then it would have to. And, and, and where do you get the wildcards from? Like just because so, they finished nine or ten, or what's, yeah, the, what's the incentive? Is, what's the incentive to finish in the top seven then? Well, I, I, I again needs. I don't to, like needs it. To be, I don't like need, it. They need to put a, a white paper together. I and can an understand architecture and well, I can about understand. 10 years, for me, it'd be ten years away minimum. Yeah, to look, get it right, and that's the thing. I mean, I can absolutely understand why they want to do it because it can completely turn a club around, as we just explained. But then, like, so I've got the 2017 ladder open up. We're going to look at that in a minute when we do our ladders. We just want to do a quick refresher of who finished where last year. It's been, you know, a while since the end of the season. Let's not get over the top about this. There has only been two teams low in the top eight that have gone on to win a flag. Yeah. Adelaide Adelaide and and the the Dogs. So it's not... If it became more common, then I think that's when we start... Then maybe that's something to investigate. Yeah. And that's and that's it. so what you what you just said is exactly what I was going to bring up as well, which is that uh, the AFL are kidding themselves if they think that what the dogs did and, and Adelaide did as well is something that's going to happen regularly. Like as an example, so I've got the 2017 ladder open. So as an example of why I don't think this is a good idea, and there are going to be teams. So yes, it could happen that a team that finishes ninth or tenth or whatever that comes through whatever wildcard scenario they build, yes, a team could come in and, and maybe do well, mm. win a final or two. Are they going to win a flag? I, I mean, that, that's a bit of a stretch. But as an example of where this could completely fail, so ninth last year was Melbourne. Now, Melbourne had that horrific end to the season. They absolutely should have made finals. They missed Viney. Um, you know, they had a whole lot of issues. We won't go into what happened there. You guys, I'm sure, would remember what happened. Yeah. But... Let's say, so 9th was Melbourne, and then 10th were the Dogs, 11th was St Kilda, and then 12th was Hawthorne. So let's say that 4 out of the 8 had a round-robin type scenario for, for this wild card, right? Like, do we really think any of those 4 teams was going to win the flag? Like, going to make a serious attempt at winning the flag? Hawthorne had so many injuries. And they would only, were and off they, the mark. And Hawthorne would only scare teams just because... They're they Hawthorne, won, but they they're still not... Clubs. Absolutely, like, but they're not going to win a flag. Not last this year. is the most no optimistic way. support to go around. No way. Exactly, there you go. No you heard it, way. You heard it, heard it from him. Were they going to win it last year? No way. It was um, not going to happen at all. 
So, so we've and, got, and, Melbourne's not going to win one either. They, I mean, look, they they were awful towards the back end of the year. Yeah, they didn't deserve to be there. Deserve, that's the reality. Yeah, absolutely. And um, that's the why we why we it's like how mate, eighth didn't deserve to be there. And that was the Eagles. Sorry, Eagles supporters. It's so. true though. But it's like kids now at schools that get that get awards for finish seventh in a running race. It's like come everyone on. gets a participation. Yeah, Turn and it look, up. yeah, you've got to Turn I get, it up. I know. I, know, I, I, I agree, and I, I get. I get rubbish. why schools do it, but when they get come into the real on. world, you that's turn not up, how it you, works. T- you turn up to work. You don't get a pat on the back for just turning up. You've got oh, to put a, he's <laughs> here. He came to the office. Have a bonus. Hey, have a bonus. Hey, he's a hundred dollar bonus. <laughs> like that's just not how it works. Yeah, so it, it's going to have some repercussions. So I, I honestly, I, yeah, I don't. I don't want to see it. At, the way the AFL is structured at the moment, if they do decide to restructure, I'll be disappointed and I'm, op- I'm open to the AFL looking at different ways of structuring the, the competition f- for various reasons. It becomes more viewer friendly. Um, if you do have, that's the thing. If it's in conferences and and then the top two or three, it does become more open um, and and there's less chance for teams to to tank because yeah. there might only be five teams in a conference. And the top two or three go through. That's the thing, yeah. So you got less competition, and yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll Look, talk it, again. We want. I, I, I don't want to talk about it's that too, too much. For, but it's well, an the interesting AFL, thing. exactly. And yeah. that four out of the eight, like, had someone gone in, I reckon all those four teams would have lost to most of the teams in the eight. It's so do, the dogs, bottom end of the dogs eight, maybe. So yeah, dogs or someone like dogs probably had the only best because, chance out of that, only and they, because they know that they did it last year. They might beat an Essendon. They might beat a West because Essendon, Essendon, you know, finished with one one leg in the end. They might might have got ultimately. You look at that. They're top, gonna lose. You to look at that top four. Top there. four. You look at that top four from last year, and that's my top four for this and year. It's just in a different order, I, almost nearly, but it's it's pretty close. But in terms of it, yeah. Anyway, but we've made the same point. But I, I just think, look, the the wildcard thing is a desperate attempt to try to get middle rung teams a flag. That's the way I look at it. And yes, there might be some surprise scenarios where it does happen, but I think most of the time. It's not going to happen. I think a lot of the time, teams would sneak in and they would get belted up two, two weeks into the finals. They might win one, but they're not going to go in and win a premiership. I'm sorry. No. I just think that if you finished at 10th, and it's for a reason. We played 22 games, and then, to be fair. Like, it's not like we're... And then it's, uh, and then it's pie in the face of the AFL. That's exactly... Look at idiots face, for introducing sorry, yeah. this thing. And then they, for no reason. Oh, Melbourne made it. And then they got belted the next week. So it's, oh, that, wow. Oh, awesome. Essendon, one Essendon, more game. Essendon could have stayed there and... And, and got belted. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. It's, 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 to me, I just think it, 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 it is a silly idea... If you if you haven't been able to make it through twenty two games, you've had plenty of games to get it right. I, I I just think you know obviously there's times where you know you you're unlucky with you know Hawthorne last year as an example. Not to you know always talk about Hawthorne, but as an example, you know they they had a lot of injuries, like had a lot of their other players been in there. I mean who knows? Had Rioli been in there, you know Birchall, all these other players. You know, maybe maybe it switches it around. But I don't like if you're finishing that far out of the eight. No, you I'm, shouldn't I'm, be given the opportunity. You shouldn't be we, given the luxury to have a second crack at playing finals. Exactly, and I'm sure we are going to see at some stage a bigger, you know, pool of, of finalists. But I, I don't think we should adjust it until we had 20 teams. And I think the, I agree. The way to do it would be uh, for me. Uh, we're both very pro Tasmania. I think that if we'd done a podcast in the week um, around the the Gold Coast, you know, it came out um, in the off season. That the AFL gave the Gold Coast twenty five million bucks last year. I mean, that's just obscene. Like the, for them to sit there, the AFL to sit there and say that, oh, you know, Tasmania can't support an AFL team. 
and then simultaneously pumping 25. sickening amounts of money into a dump location. That's I'm your sorry membership for money. People that live people, in Gold Coast. Your membership money. We've got any Gold Coast listeners, but I'm sorry, but it's not a. It's not an AFL. You know, homeland. It's not something. I mean, like it's not a sports. There's, it's not. A, there's no sports teams have survived. It's some. It's such a long term prospect. Like I think it should. I think GWS was good, and I think I think Tassie should have got the next team. But anyway, that that's another whole discussion. But if if there is that'll a, be a podcast for the start of next year. Yeah, we, which we can we can talk <laughs> whole, about at some point. Whole, but if, whole if, podcast <laughs> exactly. But if, if Tassie and say another WA comes in or. Um, another SA team, another SA team possibly as well. That would that would make sense because all the southern states are pretty pro AFL. That that would be something that would potentially work. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't in terms of you know building that final thing. But yeah, I don't think that makes sense. So that's our opinion. I mean, definitely tweet at us if you've got any ideas around the wildcard. If you've got a couple of ideas of you know how it might be you know able to work. Um, you know, we, we we sort of looked at a few different things, but it, it's just so hard to know, and it's hard to know without talking to the people. So I think. You know, the, the players um, and the AFL and the PA would have to sit down and really work out kind of what would work and, and all that sort of stuff. So we're going to go into now, let's go into the 2017 ladder, which we're going to do a quick review of, and then we're going to do our ladders. So 2017, number one was the Adelaide Crows. Number two was Geelong. Three was Richmond. Four was GWS Giants. Five was Port Adelaide. Six was the Sydney Swans. Seventh was Essendon. Eight was the Eagles. And then in ninth, we had the D's. Tenth was the Doggies. Eleventh, uh, Saints. Twelfth, Hawks. Thirteenth, uh, the Pies. Fourteenth, uh, Dockers. Fifteenth was the Roos. Sixteenth, Blues. Seventeenth, the Suns and the Brisbane Lions. Uh, getting the spoon. That's it. So that, that, was the, that was the ladder last year. Now I don't think too many surprises there, not, except for the doggies missing out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but we won't we won't kind of go into last no. year. But it, okay, no. So do you want you want to go first? Do you want to give, give me yeah. your ladder? So, All right. so Michael's going to do his ladder first. So, so, so this, this is our prediction for 2018. So we obviously haven't going to get based on yet. a bit like obviously guesswork, in, in, obviously. guesswork and uh, we know how uh, open the season is going to be. Gonna so, get, so I'll I'll, I'll I'll go through my. Ladder, and then I'll explain one thing very, very quickly. So I've got Port Adelaide out on top at the end of the season. Um, then the Tigers at second, Giants third, Cats fourth, D's fifth, Dons sixth, Dogs seventh, Crows eighth, Hawks ninth, uh, tenth we'll see the Swans, eleventh the Saints, twelve the Blues, thirteen Pies, fourteen Dockers, fifteenth Eagles, sixteenth Lions, seventeenth Roos, eighteen. Sons, so basically that top four locked in. Maybe not in the top four. So they, got, they, I think those four teams are so shooting for Port, Richmond, Giants, and Cats. The Cats, they'll play finals. Oh. I can't say unless major. I major think they all play finals. I'm surprised with your order. I mean, yeah. firstly, so I haven't seen this. I, I, I think I'm very high for Port at one. Yeah, I did. I don't. I can't see a team yeah. that's got the same depth as them. Um, but from fifth all the way to. Fifteenth, so that's ten teams. They, I'm not going to be surprised if any of those Switches teams around. play finals. That's so how fifth, open I to think. To recap it is. again, so fifth you've got D's. Yep. Six you've got Essendon. Seven dogs. Eight wow. So you've got Adelaide dropping from first to eighth. Um, and then you've got Hawthorne at nine, Swans at ten. So just to look at it as well. So the 2017 ladder, Port Adelaide finished fifth 
and you've got them at first. Yep. You've got Richmond going from three to two. You've got Giants going from four to three. You've got Geelong going down from two to four. You've got Melbourne going a long way up from nine to fifth. Uh, you've got the Dons at six, and they were seventh last year, so not too much movement from Essendon. Yeah, and, I, and at last minute I swapped the Ds and the Dons. I think the Ds right. well underperformed yeah. last year, and yeah, I think yeah, the Dons overperformed a little yeah, no, bit. I, so. I agree with a lot of it. We've got a few differences. Yeah, Dogs you've got at seventh, so Dogs last year were tenth. Um, so you've got them moving up a few spots. And then in eighth position, you've got the Crows. So first, um, Adelaide were last year, so dropped down to eighth position. So in terms of just in purely to looking at finals without going yeah. through the whole ladder. So, wow. Interesting. So, I have, at first, GWS. At second, I have Geelong. At third, I have Richmond. At fourth, I have Adelaide. Fifth, I've got Port. Six, I have Dogs. Seven, I have Essendon. Eight, I have Melbourne. Ninth, I have Hawthorne. 10th, Sydney. 11th, Saints. 12th, Pies. 13th, West Coast. 14th, Carlton. 15th Brisbane, 16th Frio, 17th North, and then 18th Gold Coast. So our top four to top four. So I've got GWS at first. You've got them. So we've got pretty uh, similar. Three really. out of the same four, and we've got yeah. I've, just, I've put Port in, 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 and you've got Adelaide still in there. Yeah. So I think that's the big. That's where we differ really. I mean, the top three is basically the same. It's slightly different positions, positions. but pretty similar. And you've I got, think that'll all be on the second or half fourth. A, I mean, half, Half yeah. a game or a game percentage, game something like that. I don't so think there's going to be The big difference differences. the only disagree really there is I've got Adelaide at four, you've got them at eighth. You've got Port at first, I've got them at fifth. Dogs, we've both got, um, you've got them at seven, I've got them at six. six so basically yeah. the same. And the bottom half Essendon, you've got at um, six, six, I've got them at seven, so I don't think they moved from last yeah. year. And, and then I've got Melbourne at eight, um, and, I've got them and then at you've five. got them at five. So... So a little bit of differences. So look, I mean, like this, you know, it's, it's a bit of fun. We'll, we'll put them online as well. Our, our, um, and then, our eight is the same team, so that's the thing. They're yeah. all they're all just just, different. No, they are. No, they are exactly the same team. So we did this completely separately. We didn't talk about it. That's that's interesting. We've basically done the exact same teams, but there has been a bit of change in order. So I think the big the big thing we disagree on. So Smitty's very confident that Adelaide are going to really drop down and barely make finals, whereas I, I think they're still going to be top four. Just top four. I've got them at four. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I want to learn more about this Tex Walker injury. They're being very harsh about it. Yeah. Well, there's a few different things about it late, eh? Yeah. Um, look, I, and in no way, I'm I'm not going to be surprised if anything that happens this year, except no. if Gold Coast Suns somehow play finals. Yeah. And not because I don't think they've got the players, it's because they don't get to play at home. They don't have a home this year. Yeah. There's not going to be any continuity about how they uh, how they go from week to week yeah. and that's solely it other than that um, yeah and it's funny I think even our bottom half order is almost very similar very similar so let's go through the back end of the ladder so I had um, just to recap I had Hawthorne at 9 which I do you, too so we both yep. got them at ninth. I've got Sydney at 10 so do got I Sydney or oh, 10 wow that's crazy 11 Saints, Saints same wow that's ridiculous Pies no, I've got Blues. Pretty close, though. Yeah. So you've got, I've got you've, Pies at 13. Uh, West Coast, I have 13. And I've got Eagles down at 15. I think they're going to drop after after seeing them yesterday. Who, Eagles? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, we both got them dropping, though. That's yeah. a fair drop. I mean, the Eagles last year were 8, and I've got them at 13. What yeah, have you got them I've at? I've got them at 15. Yeah, well, there yeah, yeah. It's a fair drop. Um, Carlton, I've got a 14. And I had them at twelve. I'm at, I'm, I think the Blues are going to move right up to twelve. I, I wanted to put them higher, but I don't know. I don't know how to, I, when am I going to put them. Like, yeah. I was going to put... What, what I might do... 
Well, look, yeah, yeah no, you, just leave it on. No, I'll leave it. But I mean, I think, yeah, Carlton might, yeah, Carlton, I think might finish higher than West Coast and Pies, especially with Goldsack going out now as well. But yeah. anyway, look, that's that. It is what it is. So fifteenth, I had Brisbane. I've got them at sixteenth. Yeah, okay. So basically the same. Free yeah. at sixteen, and I've got them at fourteen. Yeah, okay. So and then the bottom two times we've got and Bruce, and Suns. And, and Suns. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, to be honest, no. I think it look. I think North could definitely win more games and get higher up in the ladder, but they're not going to finish higher than they're not going to make the finals, and they're definitely not going to be. I don't think they'd be in the top end of the the bottom no. half. Um, and then Gold Coast barely have any home games as we went through through the, the season previous. So if you want our sort of individual, you know, specific opinions of the teams, we, we reviewed them over the last few episodes, so we've divided them up so you can go back and check them. Yeah, out. we'll take we'll take. Um photo of these and put them up on oh, our Oh yeah, so on, we're gonna, on our, on yeah, our it's, it's, it's a bit hard with um it's Instagram and Twitter and all that sort of stuff, so it's a bit hard, you know, with audio format to kind of remember all that. But um yeah, it's interesting to look at it. So we as I said, we did these totally separate. So, you know, the big things I mean I, I reckon I reckon Adelaide is still gonna be in it. I reckon they drop, but I think we disagree on how much they drop. Yeah, absolutely. You've got them at the back end of the of the of the finals and in at eighth and I've got them at fourth still. Um you really rate Port. I really rate Port, but I think it's going to. I, I think if we were doing a 2019 ladder, I think Port could absolutely be right up there. I just think it's going to take another year yeah, for I, them to develop. But yeah, we, we both could absolutely. be completely wrong. They might bomb out, but high, highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. Highly if, unlikely. If, so. uh, if, if names on paper have got anything to go by, and, and just the, the. Again, we didn't take much out of JLT, but even if he took little it's too snippets hard out of it. To, because teams are practicing different yeah. routines. Like, you know, people just don't get it. They don't understand how sport yeah. works. Like, a practice match one is thing. a practice match for a reason. I'll they're say practicing. One, yeah, I'll say one thing. It's fake. Like, they're, thing, they're trying things. They're doing all sorts of stuff. I'll say one thing. Richmond look desperate for back-to-back flag. And I think they've have shown it from, from the outset that they're, they, they, they don't care that they're the hunted. They're, they're ready for it. That is a, literally the only consistent thing I got out of a couple of yeah. practice matches between clubs playing Hard to here, there. They're, they're, yeah. they're not playing on the AFL grounds. There's lots of stuff. And we, we know that it literally well, are of, practice well, matches. Geelong clearly held a lot of their players back. Yeah, like, I mean, that, there's no doubt about that. So, yeah. Okay, so let, let's move on as well. Um, because as I said, we, we can't bump this stuff because then next week we got, we'll, all we want to do is talk about round one. And that's what a normal episode is going to be like. So yeah. we'll, we'll review. So next week, we'll, all we'll do is do a big preview for round one. And then, you know, into the next round, we'll, we'll do sort of 20, 30 minutes reviewing the previous round and then 20, 30, you know, leading into the next. So let's go through the first thing. So Brownlow. Now, obviously, these this is a, you know, absurd guesses. We're basing elements off our, our ladders, which we will put up online. Because um, the reality is like my, um, you know, like as an example, like, you know, you look at some players, just, you just can't win at Brownlow unless you win enough games. It's just it's so difficult to do. It's a midfielder's award and nowadays. And, and to win it, you've got to, you know, it was, that's, I think the best thing that, I think, you know, the most impressive thing that Ablett's done was winning a, a Brownlow at, at Gold Coast. Okay, absolutely. Def, I think that's his biggest achievement, almost bigger than the flag. Also having to be the same year they having to be this, their best season. Yeah, but it still so. still wasn't. A, not like they won the flag or anything. They but, just missed out on eight, though. But sti- yeah, but that but statistically, statistically yeah, you got to be You need to win a minimum of thirteen or fourteen games. So if you have a look through the list of Brownlow winners, there is hardly anyone that has won less than twelve games. Like it's almost nobody. Yeah. Like it is so difficult to do because you're just not winning enough games. You're just not getting enough votes. So we're gonna do we're gonna do the Brownlow, the MVP, the Norm, and the Coleman. So let, let's start with with the Brownlow. 
So Smitty, what do you, where are you thinking with the Brownlow? What's your what's your pick? Obviously, we're a long, 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 long way out. But what are you thinking? Uh, um, the 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 engine of the, the doggies is called the Bont. Marcus Bont and Belly, I think, is yeah. um, he's, he's going to be thereabouts. Given uh, obviously, obviously, no injuries and in, in the doggies yeah. do as well as I think they're going to do I I expect him to poll extremely well yeah. he's uh, he's a match winner he's consistent week in week out um, yeah. this, he, he was obviously the shining light last year and the year before he was arguably their number one player in a premiership yeah. season so I just yeah. look at those two things he can play extremely well when the team's struggling and excels when the whole team excelling so yeah he's my he's my early he's my early pick so I, mean, I could have gone round. I could have gone safe and gone Dangerfield or or, or Martin, Martin or yeah. Nat Fife or yeah Fife I think is going to be massive again this year I think he looks so good again it's uh, we didn't get time to go into Freo more, but I mean, he, he looked unbelievable. We mentioned it a little bit, but far yeah. out. He looks ridiculous. Yeah, he looks like he's well, he looks truly back. recovered. He looks, so. It's like, well, he had a similar injury to what Hurd had, and Hurd was able to come back and, and, and be at that level, and it looks like he's been able to do it even mm. more so, potentially. So yeah. we'll see... We'll see how he goes. So, but yeah, no, he's 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 my uh, he's so my bond for you for the Brownlow, yeah. And um, what about you, Trent? What so yours? my pick, I I had bond initially, but I thought this is again. So we haven't spoken to each other about this. I I had bond, but then I thought you're going to go with the bond. Yeah, I was pretty confident you would go with the bond. And then after I did my ladder and I sat down and I looked at it and I thought, so number one, I've got GWS. They've got so much of a spread. I don't think anyone at GWS is, is going to win the Brownlow. I think Callum Ward, a few other people could get quite a few votes, but I don't reckon anyone's going to going to get it there. The big number two, I've got Geelong. I think the big problem with Geelong is this: you know, there's going to be you know between if they keep them healthy and they win a lot of games, which you think they will, between Ablett, Selwood, and Dangerfield, they're going to take so many votes off each other, yep, and a bunch of their other midfielders are going to take votes off each other as well. Richmond, it's very hard to go back to back. Um, statistically, it is extremely difficult to do. Obviously, obviously, a very safe bet would be a Martin because he's a freak. But um, I, I think Cochin's going to lift this year, so I yeah. reckon he'll take more votes off him. Um, and then I think also like your caddies and people like that are going to gather some more votes. Um, in fourth, I've got Adelaide um, because they've just dropped on the ladder for me a little bit. I think again they've got a really good spread, you know, with the Crouch brothers, Sloan. I just think I just think again it's going to be quite a spread. Gen, a lot often, you know, sometimes you know it's a player has an absurd year like a Martin last year or, or a Dangerfield the year before. But I think a lot of the time it does get won by someone that's very very good at a team that doesn't necessarily have a lot of other stars or a lot of other players around them and gathers massive massive votes. So I actually, for me, I've actually got a team out of the eight that's gonna that's gonna win the Brownlow. Number ninth, I have Hawthorne. I think Tom Mitchell will win the 2018 wow. Brownlow. That's massive. So Tom Mitchell last year got a lot of votes. He got he got decent votes the year before got, as well. Got leather poisoning, that's for sure. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a good player. Yeah, and if Omira if he lives, if Omira stays fit and helps him out, and he becomes that, they become a one-two punch. I think Mitchell. So I've got just to recap the dogs. I think uh, sorry, Port. I've got it fifth. I don't think anyone. Way too many spreads. Too much spread. Six dogs. Obviously, the big chance I reckon is is Bond. But we'll go with someone different because I was pretty confident you would go with yeah. him. Um, seven again. I, I don't know. I think 
I think there are a couple. I think my, there's a few people on Essendon that could win the Brownlow, but I don't. I, don't, no, I, don't, I had a look at their. I had a look at their list. And, it's and again so much, even. Yeah, it's very which, no, which is great for football. They don't but have in a, terms of, It's an individual award. Yeah, That's it's an, and a midfielder's award. It's a, a midfielder's award. The midfield. Don't get me wrong. I think yeah. Merritt is going to push Freak. for a Brownlow. Not this year though. I, but maybe I could be Who completely knows? wrong. But and I, Parish, they're, they're I'm guessing young. obviously. But I know I've got. I've got Melbourne at eight, and again, I think Viney's a chance. But um, I, I still don't. I'm still actually not confident he's going to play round two. Yeah. Like I. So if he misses a few games, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I think so. I'm, I'm going to lock in Tom Mitchell. Okay. Interesting. So there we go. Wow. So that, there are two picks. So to recap, Smitty has the Bont, and uh, I have by the default. Tom Mitchell, by so. default, <laughs> Trent's got his. No, well, I, no, honestly, nah. like I was. They, they were my two. Two. Yeah. And I thought, well, we don't want it just to, to be a Bond fest because he's a freak, and I think he's a big chance to win a Brownlow at some point. Yeah. But I, he's a, he's a seriously good player. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's, he's clearly, and, and so I think, is Tom Mitchell. I would be shocked if at the end of his generation of players, he's not absolutely right up there. I think he could, yeah. be, he could be number one of his generation. He is an absolute joke. Yeah, and I he's think... He's going to be right up there. And, and from but the just, outside, just a bit more time to go. I, yeah. I just think a little, little early. And just but, while we're talking about that, and, and just an outsider for me, yeah, yeah. Um, Patrick Cripps from Carlton. Yeah, freak. What but a, not, enough, not enough games. But, but I don't, yeah, yeah, I can't see Brown winning enough but he's obviously the standout he's midfielder in that, in that team. But they, so. they need they need to win more games, and I've, I've got Carlton uh, yeah, fourteen, pretty low. so yeah. pretty low. I, I think they're going to need a bit more time. But um, all right, let's move on to the Norm Smith. So the uh, so I guess we have to firstly reveal who's going to wow, be in the we're grand doing final. Norm. I hadn't even thought so, about it. I'm going to have to pull this one out of my hat. <laughs> no, I already know. It's all right. It's all right. Go on. So, right. so well, who's, no, who's no, playing, no, who's no, playing in the grand final for you? So I've got Tigers and Port Adelaide in the grand final. Yeah, and Premiers as well. No, I don't, have, don't have to do that. But just to, who's, well, I guess it kind of reveals it. But there's people that lose that win the norm. Kennedy nearly won it more yeah. recently. Buckley's won it. There's other people that have won it when they lose. Yeah, so, so I, I think Port and, and Richmond uh, play off. And I actually think Tigers are going to go back to back. Right, after so, saying, think, so who so wins the norm then? So. And, and, and the norm, um, it's actually, uh, I think... No, nah, I don't think he does. I, I actually think... Um, Who's done back-to-back norms? Did Hodge do back-to-back norms? No, nah, he didn't do back-to-back, didn't back to back, did he? No, nah, a... Has anyone done a back-to-back? Yeah, Someone must yeah, have. Yeah, um, oh, mate, from oh, Crows. Um, Rusciuto. No, no, no. no. Not, um, McLeod. Played. McLeod, sorry. McLeod yeah. did back-to-back, that's I'm pretty it. sure. So. so, And if I, yeah, I hadn't thought about Norm because I didn't know we were going to touch on this. But that's <laughs> right. Um, if, it, if that's that grand final, then I, I give it to um, to, to Rance because he's going to have to stop uh, an onslaught of um, Port Adelaide. Well, Rance forwards. was on... Rance, there was a few different... I mean, yeah. this is the problem. I, I, Smitty and I have actually had this discussion before. I would love to see a proper defender award. Because you just, you know, defenders don't, they can't win the norm, they can't win the yeah, NBP, they, they can't win the Brownlow. Yeah, he's a bit of a joke. <laughs> I think someone was a bit drunk, I think, you know, and that. that but no, really, Hodge, but, but not, he's a backman. But he's, but he's Hodge, though. Like, I mean, but I don't think we're going to get too many too often. Some, no, it's usually a well, forward Hansen, or a, That's true. Yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah you're right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, very recently, it's been right, a no, no, I, I stand corrected. There are, more recently, they have been. But it, it's bloody hard to win a norm. Like, you've yeah. got to, first, you've got to make the damn grand, grand final. final. You've pretty much got to win it. Like yeah. I, I mean, look, I don't know what the statistics are, but it'd have to be pretty high. It'd be like 70, 80 percent. Yeah, wouldn't be too many losers. Yeah, losing teams. No. So they're mine. They're mine. For that. So, That's my way out predictions for way out. grand final premiers and norm. So norm. I've, so grand final, I have GWS and Geelong. I think are going to be yep. the, the, the the two grand finalists, um, and I think Geelong are going to be GWS. Uh, I'd be happy to see that. Um, and I think Dangerfields will win the will win the norm. 
I think if I think he's if, back if, in if the season think, where Mason, yeah, if I think yeah, if we'll, Geelong if Geelong make a grand final, I I think he wins it anyway because he could. Yeah, but he's almost always best on ground in a yeah. Geelong game. He's going to kick four or five yeah. goals, and he's born to play on the big stage. So that that's Norm um, yeah. Coleman. We can, actually, can I before we do that? Can yeah, we go, please? Can we do an MVP? So yeah, this is no, AFL players MVP. Any order. Yeah. On. Okay. Yeah. So for you, who do you reckon is going to get MVP this year? MVP. So MVP. I've got Dusty. Yeah. So do yes, I. We both have Dusty. I'm assuming. He just yeah, okay. he's just going to rack up that much. Well, it's kill. Like he's going to because it's voted goals, by the players, the players, and he's going to be quality enough. And I think yeah. a lot of players are going to think getting... it's sort of like how like a lot of players right now. I mean, again, I know we keep calling back on NBA, but it, like. LeBron would get generally voted as the MVP. Has he been the most valuable player this year? No. But is he an, I think Harden's the clear MVP winner. He's been the most yeah. valuable player this year. And that's what Absolutely, the award's yeah. for. But the reality is that's how Ablett won it four times in a row. Because half the time people think... Uh, you know this guy was pretty unbelievable, but he is Gary Ablett. Yeah, you know, we bet it, and that's the thing with LeBron. It's the same notion. It just sort of the people kind of keep, you know. But it, you know, it, after a while, it does tire. I don't think Ablett's going to win it again. He'd have to have a ridiculous season. He would. Have it to, does start to rotate yeah. around. So I, I think Dusty will win it again. I think he'll hold it for a few years, um, and then a, you know, a Bond again, or somebody like that will take yeah, over. Again, a younger guy will come again. He's going to have stiff competition from I think um, Sloan maybe. Yeah, Sloan, Dangerfield, Sloan, we haven't touched on. I think if Adelaide go up again this oh, year... Look, I mean, that's part of my out. reason I've got Adelaide low because they're going to have this cloud of over his contract right... I don't... I, unless no, I don't, he just, I don't unless, unless Adelaide come to a very amazing deal for him or if he's already decided to leave, yeah. it's going to be hanging over their heads. Yeah. They haven't got lever. That's going to be stewing with some play. But then Gibbs, and, Gibbs can come in. Oh, absolutely. Probably no, I just think there's a lot few things. Anyway. No, 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 I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then you bounce your, your Crips and I think, I just, yeah, Dusty. It's just easier to go with the... But I think Test. it's a fair guess. Though. Yeah. I think generally people tend to hold it for a couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. So a joke, like Ablett held it for, what, three or four years. Yeah. I think joke players tend to hold it Crawford, for... Crawford and um, and Harvey went Nah, as this. well, held it for four years or he, six yeah, years, was it? Unfortunately, you got, got taken off him for <laughs> unusual... Yeah, probably, yeah. Too many Unbelievable. suitors. Oh, he's the Foganini of AFL, isn't he? Um, so, one more. We'll do the Coleman. So, well, so before more. the season starts, let's get uh, them all out of the and way. And a rising star. Oh, okay. We'll keep yeah. going. Let's do it. So, oh, Coleman. Coleman, what do you reckon, mate? I reckon this is the toughest of the lot. It's really, really hard because looking at my ladder, so GWS, I think there's going to be a spread. I think I, I don't think Patton or, um, or, or you know, any Cameron of those sort of Green. Cameron. Yeah, or, I don't... No, no, they're no. Gonna keep, too, too much spread. They're going to have a Geelong, lot of goals between them. Hawkins is not going to win a Coleman ever. I don't think any of those guys are going to get it. Richmond... No, I mean, no. I think, I think, I think. Look, Jack could, but they don't play that structure anymore. They don't want him to play that. It's a whole range of different, different ways. He could win it though. He's good enough. It's not about that though anymore for them. He's already won it once. Adelaide, yeah, like a Jenkins could get off the chain. You know, there's a few people that could, but I don't think it's going to happen. Again, they don't. Too much spread. Like yeah. Too much spread. They, I, I would, would love rather, to see an Eddie Betts win, but it's, it's not going to happen. But they would rather I would Adelaide, love to see Adelaide that would rather another see, small forward win it. Adelaide would rather see Eddie though. Betts kick 45 goals, Tex Walker kick 40 that's goals, that's the problem. It's team sport. It's, 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 it's not going to happen, yeah. And often, you know, the Coleman can, you know, well, I guess you're unless you're a buddy, like Coleman can often sort of be won by someone that's a, a little bit lower within the eight because then it's one guy that's kind of dominating yeah. rather than a bit of a spread. Like the top teams generally have spreads. Absolutely. Dogs, um, yeah, I, I don't I don't think anyone on the dogs... So for me at number seven, Essendon. 
He's looking at me. We 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 got the same guy. There. <laughs> so have, it's Danaher. I think so too. Yeah, I, I think Danaher. I, mean, as I think well. he's only got competition from two key forwards. Well, Franklin and Kennedy. yeah, and 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 that's yeah, yeah that, that's for me. And that's literally because I can't see. I think Jesse Hogan's going to kick a lot this year. A lot of goals. Yeah, absolutely. I think and, he, he's capable of kicking sixty. And Tom Lynch. Tom Lynch. But the, the, sons, but the big problem is supply. Kick, big yeah, problem supply. is supply for him. He's just not going to get enough down there. They've got barely yeah. any hope. They're playing home games in you know Africa. Absolutely, like it's not, not going to happen. And for Melbourne, I just think they the the Petrarcas and and the Jordan Lewis's and stuff like that will yeah. actually give enough spread of goals as well that oh, they're not going to have agree. to rely. But I think he's a fifty or sixty goal. Yeah. goal. But for me, I think Danaher is going to have an absolute yeah. winder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Essen don't have well, and not to say they don't have a very potent forward line. I think though. They would rather see Joe Danaher kick sixty or seventy goals, and yeah. get twenties and thirties from some of these other players rather than the thirties or forties right, that yeah, the Adelaide's and New Zealand. No, it makes sense. Yeah, that's yeah. me. But I, I don't have I don't have a rising star. So you you, I've you got, throw yours. I've out got um, a young guy from North Melbourne, um, Luke Davis Yanaki. I think that's how you pronounce his surname. Oh, but yeah, Yanaki. He's 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 built his body. is ready for AFL. Yeah, um, a lot of talk around it, but it is. It's as open as last year. I think there's a. I think that's the thing for me. I didn't even consider it because I remember thinking, "Oh, there's rising star," but there's just so many. There's so many players that could be in and around the mix. Yeah. So anyway, so that that that's our guesses. So we'll put them up online. Um, so just to quickly cap, recap over the the top awards. So Brownlow, you have. Ah, uh, the Bont. Yeah, you got Marcus the Bont. Bontepelli. I've got Tom Mitchell. Yep. In terms of the norm, I've got Dangerfield. You have. I had Rance. You had Rance, didn't you? Yeah. In terms of the, the Coleman, we've both got the... Joey Danaher. Joe, and then we did a Rising Star as yeah. well. So, and, 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 MVP, and, we, sorry, and we've got well. different clubs playing off in the grand final. That's it. We've got two different clubs, which is interesting in itself. So, MVP, we've both got Martin. Yeah. So and I, mean, I think it's going to be tough, tough and to pull it off. Unless un- well, he has a big sons. injury, I think he's going to win it. Well, yeah. yeah, Spoon. Well, I've got Gold Coast. Coast. So, Suns, yeah, there you go. So... Thanks well, so much, it. guys. And we've kept that to an, an hour. hour. Amazing. So we managed to get it stuck into an hour. So thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, we really, really, really appreciate it. So we are at AFL Deep Dive on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, if you rate and review us, that really, really helps us. I know you hear this at the back end of podcasts all the time, but it does really, really it's help us. It's done for a reason, though. So, well, that's it. I mean, so the big thing is with, with iTunes and a lot of a lot of the, you know, Pocket Cast and all that stuff, with their charts, the way it works is for, for people to see the podcast, for it to pop up um, for other people, it completely relies on being rated and reviewed. So if you can leave, leave a review... Um, preferably five stars even four would be good but five would obviously be better <laughs> yeah um, yeah leave something funny and um, and talk about how yeah, garbage we can chat be chat to us on no. Twitter or yeah, definitely. leave some message on it, it, it helps people get get to see the podcast because every man and his dog has a podcast so it um, it definitely helps um, you know people see it and um, and yeah so we will be back Next week. Next week. We're going to review round one, which finally it's here. We'll go through... So pumped. We're so excited. It's going to be it's a, a massive, long week. It's going to be it starts a, on Thursday night. Well, goes through till Monday. It's going to be a massive season. Apparently um, it's Easter as well. That's it. That's it. There's so many teams about the mix. Um, so, yeah, we, we can't wait to go through all the way through to the trade pier with you guys. And, um, yeah. and yeah, all the best. See you Excellent next guys. week. guys. Have a good week. Cheers. Cheers. Take care.